nice. You're going to end up in jail. Hey everybody, welcome back to Go With The Flow. I am your host, JFlow, and today I am sitting down with my one and only mom, Kimberly Sue Shoals. Flugquist. Is it still hyphenated? Yeah. Alright, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Alright, so today we're going to get to know her. I mean, I know her. Today, Poor thing. <laughs> today, everybody else, you know, all you listeners and every, everybody that's been supportive, you guys get to hear some of her story and listen to her today. Um... Where should we start? Their kids? Get six yeah, months. we don't want to start with the crazy bitch stuff. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll ease into it. You got six kids. I'm the oldest of six. You are. You're my oldest son. I have five sons. How old, were, how old was I? Or how old were you when you had me? 22? I got pregnant when I was 21. And I had you 10 days after I turned 22. That's insane. Because I'm 23 now. Yeah. Not even thinking about kids yet. No, I, I... Different times. Had I thought it through, I wouldn't have got married at 18, but, you know, good luck, everyone, you know. Yeah. It was a great starter marriage, 17, almost 17 years, but, yeah, I had you, your brother Colby, your brother Scout, and your brother Vince, your brother Chaz, and 11 months after I had Chaz, at the age of 41, I had my one and only daughter, so, as you know, she was born on your 19th birthday. So yep. I got my Jake Adam, my Rosalie Eve. Same name. Or not same name. Same it's birthday. Same birthday. 19 years apart. That's right. That's insane. That was God's way of saying, here you go. You started out with Jake, and now you're going to start with this one. It's crazy that you had five guys, five guys, five boys before you had a girl. Considering I have five younger brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you the only do. girl in, in mine, too. So I grew up a big tomboy. Fishing, yeah. hunting, doing yeah. all that good we'll stuff. We'll talk about the hobbies right now that you do. You yeah. you still fish a little bit. I do. I love fishing. My favorite is uh, rainbow trout and catfish. Catfish. Is Lock and dam number five down on the Mississippi River. That's the place. That's that's the place. You park in the dam. You walk down about half a block or so. Get yourself set up on the rocks. I remember going down there as Got a kid. Got little kids. Put up a tent. Give them a Game a Boy. Tent. Say, here you go. Yep. I, I remember doing that. I remember... Yep. Hanging out of the tent for dear life when a train passed by. The big by. old train coming. I'd try to get you kids up there and put a penny on the track and shit. And you'd spend an hour looking for it, but... Never find yeah, it. I've it, never found one. No. I used to find them all the time. It was, like, the coolest thing. It was, like, even if I didn't catch a fish, I brought home a smash coin. Yeah. Yeah. Did your parents take you there? Did your dad take you there? My fishing? dad. My dad took me everywhere. I, my dad taught me how to hunt, fish, trap. I remember being six, seven, eight years old and baiting traps, putting down the screen and getting really scared because I'm going to throw some dirt on there and if it closes, it's going to take off my seven, eight-year-old hand. Holy fuck. But, you know, I, it's kind of barbaric, but... Yeah, trapping. Hunting, I'm fine with taking a shot and taking the life of an animal. But trapping... Because you're going to eat it. Because I'm going to eat it. Trapping, I mean, you usually don't eat what you trap. You usually just do it for the, the pelt. Yes, that's what we did. And they're still alive when you get there. Uh, that's why you have a club with a steel rod in it. It's usually... It's usually about a foot and a half long. And that, for me, is where I was going with the barbaric part of it. As a child, you know, I just wanted to, like, impress my dad. I wanted to be my dad's favorite son, you know. Yep. But I, I, I couldn't do that now after having... Oh, hell no. I couldn't beat something in the head. Nope. Like, 
you know, like just like you know, duck hunting too. The duck would got to wring their neck. The dog, yeah, the dog would bring it back, and you got to like spin it. And I'm the dumbass over in the weeds holding it like a baby, saying it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. I remember so. I went pheasant hunting with dad. Oh yeah, like a few months back, four or five months ago, and no, it was over the winter time. It was, was over it? the winter time because there was a little bit of snow on the ground, I think, and I had to wring one of its necks. Because it wasn't quite dead. I'm like, this is fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, I hate this. Right. It I was... would rather just shoot the animal and be done with. Right. Um, Back to the trapping. I worked with a guy that did a lot of trapping. Like, that's what he did. He actually got his license revoked because he got caught trapping out of season. Oh. I mean, he got it back, but it was, he was all, oh, I should have never gotten it taken away. It's like, dude, you fucking did it out of season. But he says, a lot of people do the club method. You know, you bang it over the head. Or a lot of people take a 22 and they'll put a 22, you know, put it in the back of its head. Boom. I had a slingshot too. He said the way he did it is he brought a rod and he would flip, he would manhandle the animal, flip it over, and suffocate it to death. Put it over its neck and fucking feel the life coming out of it. Good like grief. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's like serial killer he's shit. He's a little fucked up. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah, that, that's... I... Nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah I've You done guys some... should come out with us sometime. We're like, oh, no thanks. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. No, I've done some things... You know, as a kid and stuff, and as a teenager, the impulsive, like, you do it and then you think about it. It wasn't too long back. I have a little four-pound palm cheek, and uh, I let him out on the deck and stuff, and he kept going out after something, and I thought, there's got to be something out there. And one night, I opened the door, and there was a possum twice his size, and it turned around. Yeah, its teeth were bigger than him, and it growled, and it hissed, and I thought, well, it's cornered, of course. Possums are really beneficial rodents. They eat mosquitoes, and they you yeah. know, they do get into trash and whatnot, but they are, you know, God put them here for a reason. Um, but the night that I had to actually club this one. And oh, fuck. Yeah, it, it really bothered me. I shot it four times. It did not die. It continued. It ran up a tree next to my house, and now I'm shaking the tree. So, of course, you know, it's bleeding out its belly, and like a little stuck pig, and there's blood all over my white house. It looked like literally like one of Santa's reindeer hit the side of my house. And so now I'm really feeling bad. I'm trying to make it, you know, I don't want people to see this. It looks terrible. And so I took a club and I tried to knock it out of the tree. Did you get it? Even with four shots in the belly and two clubs to the head, this poor thing just wouldn't fall. So now I'm crying because it's looking me in the eyes saying, Don't kill me. Haven't you had enough of this? Haven't you done enough of this? Like... Yeah, I seriously... That's, it's making me feel un, uneasy. Bad. That's okay. horrible. Okay, so now, finally, it falls out of the tree. It hits the ground about 12 feet below the deck, down on the ground. It's going to climb up the retaining wall. It climbs up the retaining wall. This damn thing's been living under the deck, and it's bringing things with it, and you, you just... Smell. Know, and, oh, yeah. Ugh. So all of a sudden here, I see it's coming up, and sure enough, there's a hole right there where it's going to go into. So I... Got him. I put the bead right on and right between his eyes. and Jesus. That was it. Finally, he was done suffering. I felt worse about this animal suffering knowing it's going to die and that I'm just more able-bodied and bigger. Yeah. And I just felt like I'm not going to eat this animal. And I think that's why I proceeded to go in the house and cry my eyes out. Because all I saw was this animal looking at me, you know, like straight into my eyes. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't intend to eat it. One thing my daddy taught me is you don't take it. Unless you eat it. From God's country, unless you're going to eat it. Yep. That's what it's there for. Now, ginseng and mushrooms and all that, of course we consume them. And if we don't, we make some money off them. Yep. So. I, I remember I learned that in hunter safety where if you're not going to eat it, 
or don't kill it. And the hunter safety instructor told us that his son and his son's friend thought they would have been it would have been cool one day to kill a skunk because they saw a skunk in the cornfield on their <laughs> land. So they killed the skunk. Dad found out. Dad went out and got the skunk. He made the kids skin it, cook it, and eat it. Oh. It's just like any other rodent. Just like a squirrel. Just I stinks. Suppose. I suppose. I bet it fucking tasted horrible. Oh, I'm sure. I had bear for the first time a couple couple weeks ago. Bears, bears hearty, but it's greasy. It's greasy. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a little greasy. That's because you know bears are but big fatty. It's animal. fucking good. Shout out to Cletus. Thanks, Cletus, for that meat. Gave me a five pound roast. We ate it right up. Wow. Nice. Put it in the crock pot for. Did you do it like a pulled pork kind of barbecue? I mean, we we put it in there with barbecue sauce and stuff, and then afterwards we shredded it up and ate it like a yeah, that's, that's sandwiches and stuff. That's what's all up. right. So you fish you. You don't I do fish. My favorite fish. Good luck catching that big old catfish. You don't hunt anymore. Uh, I I hunt like uh, mushroom. Yep, we'll basically. get there. We'll I get have there. a four and a five year old, so I really in this day and age, I don't want to teach him. Like my dad took me out. I was shooting a twenty two and you know thirty out six when I was eight nine years old. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know my my your younger brother and sister though, um, they don't even have a toy gun. We live in Rochester, Minnesota, and we got quite a community going on there. So the beautiful city of Rochester used to be fairly safe. I do have carry conceal permits. We, we it's not as safe as what it was when no, I grew up No, there. and even if you have, you know, that that false insurance of a carry conceal, um, you still have your home. And I have children that are smart see things on the TV and hear things in school that we never... It's insane it, it how really much is. stuff they consume. Yes, yes. I was watch. I was watching videos, or not vid... I wasn't watching them, but I heard about them and I watched videos that people made about these videos of Spider-Man and Elsa and all these videos popping up, and it was people getting drunk and beating the shit out of like each other. Like the Elsa and... rap, Elsa and Snow White. Yeah, mm. like people like getting drunk, beating each other, spanking each other. It's like kids yep. and... YouTube flags it as, you know, a child-friendly video because the thumbnail is Spider-Man. And right, right. It's like, it was like when Chaz, he was watching that Sonic video, it was like, what the fuck? You know, it's like Sonic swearing. It's like, what the hell is this? Right. He should not be watching it. He's five years old. Right. And, and you know, for us... It's scary to think of what's out there for them. Right. I think about, you know, Saturday morning... I'm aging myself, of course. Hey, I had but... Saturday morning cartoons, too. Right. And they would be on from, like, 8 to noon. If you didn't get your damn chores done and your room cleaned up, you didn't get to watch cartoons until you were. Yeah. Okay, well, these guys... I, my daughter comes to me the other night, and, and everybody in the house, of course, it caused an uproar. They all laughed and thought it was just hysterical. She came in and says, I want to watch Friday Night Funkin'. And everybody stopped and gave me that same look you just gave me, like, <laughs> what did she just what say? The... And I said, I don't know. Say it again, Rosalie. What? I want to watch Friday Night Funkin'. And I realized that, okay, yeah, this is a show on YouTube, but it's not appropriate. It's like cartoons, but they're more teenage, young adult. Friday Night Funkin'? Evidently, yeah. Sounds like Friday Night Funkin'. Yes. The porno. Yes, and when you... You hear a four-year-old say it. Yeah. Who just had a double frenulectomy. She had her lip and her tongue surgery. She had a tongue tied and lip tied. You wouldn't even believe in six months this girl can tell me off. Six months ago, I couldn't understand hardly a word she was saying except for no. Yeah. Now? Wow. Amazing. That's awesome. She's super smart. Super, super smart. First and the last, you know? One one teaches you, and the last one gives you a run for money. Teach you how to figure out what you learned. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, 
yeah, but it's definitely different having a girl. Oh, I bet. Um, but she's she's tomboy. You know, I got him out in the woods hunting mushrooms and. What mushrooms do you look for? Just uh, just morels. Just well, mainly morels been the deal. But now I found some uh, puff rooms, uh, the big old giant puff mushrooms. Brought a couple of those home, size of a volleyball. Nice. You know, dissected That's... them, checked them out, wanted to learn about them. There are false puffs, just like there's false morale and everything else. Um, there are many different edible type of mushrooms that you can find. Pheasant back, things like we, that. Me and Lindsay eat pheasant. Lindsay's oyster, obsessed with them. Oyster. Had oysters. Yep. We grew oysters. I, I don't know. I think I put it on my Instagram, but we mm-hmm. put, it was this brick that came in a cardboard box. We cut it, we yeah. wet it, mm-hmm. and then... We kept we watered like three tablespoons a day, like it was six hour increments or whatever, yep. eight hour increments. And it says once it starts to pin, it's called pinning. When the mm-hmm. little ones come through, then you stop watering it, you flip it on the side. We did that, and in two days we had mushroom full size oyster mushrooms. Isn't it amazing? It is like, so cool. Like morale hunting, I love it when I find like you know the sweet spot down in white water or something, and I'll uh, I'll pick them over and then come back the next day, and I think. No way. There's no way I missed that many. Yeah. They pop up overnight. It's like magical. What? I mean, I got tattoos of morels. I like them so right, much. Right, right. They're fucking, they're awesome. I and can remember when you boys were little and you would say, we, can we go home? We would hate it. And you'd say, mom, can we not have mushrooms tonight? I don't want to eat deer and I don't want to eat mushrooms. I'd say, all right, we got some fish in there from the river. <laughs> I re- but no, I remember going on these morel hunting excursions, and they would last all fucking day. We come home with a trunk load of mushrooms. We would come home with a lot of mushrooms, four but, or five Walmart bags full. But I remember we'd find turtles, snails, worms. Yep. We would just be playing. We're like, we don't want to find fucking mushrooms. Remember that time that we went down to the park, and we, I went, I was looking for crayfish for bait. And I was picking up rocks and flipping yeah, the, them. the snapper. And girl. I picked up a snapper. Thought it was a rock. I tell this story to people. 20, 21 inch, biggest snapping turtle I'd ever seen in my life. So I said to you guys, we cannot take this home unless we're going to eat it. And you guys said, yep, yep, we're going to eat it. There's like seven or eight different types of meat in a turtle. And I just wanted to teach you guys about one, the anatomy of them and the inside under the shell, how to clean them, whatever. Yep. And then I got it home and we were there and I had it in a, in a tub, a black tub full of water. So you couldn't really see in it. And one of my daycare kids came over and I said, okay, we're going to give him, I caught three, four trout. And I said, let's give him his last supper. So Abigail went over there to give him his trout and stuck her hand in there and it just came up. Snap. And I thought, oh shit, I saw that little three-year-old's arm disappearing. So I'm like, I had like six or eight kids around. It didn't get her. No, 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 it didn't get her. Let's clarify that for the listeners here. It didn't get her. No, maybe a couple fingers or something, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I used it for bait next time. But, uh, no, she um, scared me enough that I said, okay, this is this is when I have to teach the boys what I'm talking about. And was going to take the turtle back because I didn't know if I could kill it. My dad always did that when I was little. Yeah. You know, but I can remember I went over to your swing set. I took the swing down. I wrapped it around its back foot. Wrapped it around the other back foot, stuck a stick out, and this thing was hissing at me, and it snapped at me, and I... That's insane. Off with your head. And then I... um cut its head off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And its head was still biting onto that stick, and then you throw it... You throw it, I had to hang it up so it could bleed out. 
So here there was this huge-ass snapping turtle hanging from our tree, dripping blood from I it. love turtles. Turtles are my favorite I animal. know, me too. Come on, you know this. Like, seriously, I've had like 75 pets in my life. I've bred nearly, not myself, but others. You know, I've, I've encouraged breeding. Flag that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've. I've had a lot of critters. Um, as a child, I learned about the significance and, you know, PETA for me was people eat tasty animals in my <laughs> house. So, you know, growing yep. up with all brothers and I just always wanted to impress. Just always and, hunting and fishing and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was what we did in a town, unincorporated village is where I grew up. There was eight kids in the whole town and I was one of three girls, but the other two were in high school. So yep. they didn't give a shit about what little girls were doing with slingshots in their pocket and their, you know, cobble-fucked BMX bike and, you yep. know. But that was life, and it was simple. There was a phone on the wall. If you weren't there to answer it, then, you know. Sorry. Fourth or fifth grade, I think they got an answering machine. Holy shit, somebody can leave me a message, you know. It was exciting back then when you get something in the mail. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man, I fart dust, for Christ's sake. Gross. But not really be worse if I shit myself yeah so dust is a good thing clean it up and move on did you ever cook did we ever cook the turtle did Fucking you ever cook right it we did i don't remember oh, yeah that heartbeat i left it on the kitchen table yeah for... beat it for like three days afterwards yeah, sure did you kids were just like no way fucking zombie my favorite part like when i think about you guys when you were cutting it up i remember when you were cutting it up and you hit like a nerve or something the whole thing everything its move. arms would come in and then and, and that's what made me gag you remember after about like almost an hour of cleaning it up, I was gagging because every time I'd go to like cut it along its sides, you know, from the armpit down and stuff and clean it, like it would slowly do that nerve reflex where it pulls in and twists towards the spine. It's just a nerve reflex. Oh, damn. It, it was freaking me out. Like something's actually moving as I'm cutting it and it's trying to get away. I mean, if I was like a sociopath or something, that would have been... Oh, hell yeah. That would have been a good beginner thing, but, you know. I remember when... I mean, the turtles were in season when we took it, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. And you didn't have to have a license or anything. You just had to have a small game license, I think. And I remember that one guy was telling us, Hey, you can't take that. You can't have that. You know, turtles aren't in season. My brother-in-law cooks them. And Do you remember that? That mm -hmm. guy tried to, like, take it from us, basically. I think I might have... Asked him if he had a bingo game to attend or something. Maybe. He was, old, he was older. Yeah. Yeah. I have a tendency when, you know, the olders want to learn the, me something. The I'll, boomers? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm a what? I'm a, what do they call it? Generation X. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because the generation after me was Generation RX. Yeah. yeah. Prescription pills. It was a prescriptive generation. I think... Because after X, it goes Millennials, then it goes Z. It does. Me and Lindsay were Z. And I graduated in 94, so from Menominee. And back then, it was Menominee Indians. It was actually cool. I was... I now, would, what is it? The Flying M's or some shit? No, uh, Menominee Mustangs. Oh, good. I went, to, <laughs> I went to school when that happened. I was going to school in Menominee. Wasn't it a big controversy about Redskins and being like... I went to school in Menominee when they went from... Menominee Indians to Menominee Mustangs. And when they did it, they had a bunch of shirts made up because we had like three or four different fucking whatevers. Three I just saw flying M's. That used to be that used to be a thing. I think that was before the Indians. Like that was 
Or no. no, that was the logo. That was the logo they used for Indians was the flying M. No. All my yearbooks, all my... Um, Indians. Yeah, it's got really? an Indian head, an Indian chief. Oh, I didn't... Yep. No, yeah. I didn't know that. But they were, they were the Indians, and then everybody had to vote. All the way, I think they had kindergarten through 12th grade. We had three or four options to pick. These are what the logos look like. This is what we would call ourselves. And Mustangs won, obviously. And they handed everybody out white shirts with Menominee Mustangs and a bunch of people. We almost got suspended because we crossed off Mustangs, scribbled it out, and wrote Indians in big letters, and we almost got suspended. They're yeah, like, it was a big thing. We are known as the Indians. Oh, they're an Indian. So many years, but yeah. it is what it is. It, it I don't is. care. I guess it's you know like everything else in the world. It, times are changing. The world's changing. People are are more sensitive to things that uh, really don't matter. I think and have they're lost... looking for ways to get pissed off. Yes, and they've lost touch of reality. You know, somebody somebody pulls in front of you and you just get out and, you know, shoot their headlight out. Or you just get out and grab your saint and stick and, you know. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's... It's really... It, the world is changing, but not for the better, I think. I mean, well, some of it is. Some of it's good changing. But some of the changing is not appropriate. Like, it's, you're forcing these... Trying, a lot of people try to force their views and beliefs on other people. I don't like that. I don't right. give a fuck. If it doesn't directly affect me, I don't give a fuck. It's like tools in a backpack. You take what you can use. You might need it down the road. Yep. And the rest, you just say, well, you know, it's better for somebody else. Yep. Offer it, whatever. All right. So fishing, mushroom hunting, hanging out with the kids. What else do you do in your spare time? I take a lot of pictures. Next week, I'm going to actually go and do a maternity shoot. Um, That's cool. Looking forward to that. A young lady's going to have her first child and... Um, she got a couple dresses online. She's really excited. So, and being just kind of independent on my own, I can take her anywhere and yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yep. Yep. And hopefully, you know, I'm uh, pretty down to earth and so I can tell her, you know, I want to see this or I want to see that without her thinking, you know, oh dear, it more comfortable than professional. Yep. If that sounds, you know, I've got that, what I wanted to do, like what, before I had six children of my own, you know, and that sort of life, I wanted to be uh, a photographer that goes in. Basically, nobody knows I'm there except for the parents and take pictures throughout from the beginning to end of the birthing experience. Oh, Jesus Christ. I really wish that somebody would have been there to capture me with my children. Didn't you have the video of me? I do. You're the only one that I actually have a video of the beginning to the end. I never want to see that. I did edit it after about a year. <laughs> I was disturbed myself. Because um, the person the person who actually was videotaping was more interested in making sure they got the headshot and not mine. Gross. So, you know, when a baby comes out of there, everybody, it's not just a baby. So, you know, um, yeah... I I was like, wow, that's that's, that's amazing. Fucking but needs, disgusting. Needs to be edited. And you are. You've always been so sensitive. I don't like blood. You don't like blood, puke, piss, anything. That's nope. nothing like that. I still. Uh, we watched. Have you ever watched Deadpool? The movie Deadpool. Mm-hmm. First time we watched it, I gagged. I was just like, oh, like that's all the fucking movie is is blood. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yes, I remember when I was uh, pregnant with your sister, and having you know. One of my children, not only one of my children, my oldest son, and then 
being born on your birthday. And then remember, it was the surgeon's birthday, too. I don't remember that. Doc, yep, Dr. Perone. It was his birthday. And um, that's why I made a comment to him, just don't be having no Coronas. Oh. Before the delivery. And as he was leaving, he says, congratulations. I'm going to go have me a Corona now. And it was just too cool. When you say Corona, you mean beer. You don't mean the coronavirus. Because coronavirus wasn't around yet. Oh, shit. You know what? I didn't even think of that. That was, that was like three years ago, four years ago that she was born. Yeah, that was four years ago. Corona wasn't even around yet. You're right. No, that's when I actually had 45 people come visit me when I had the baby. Yeah. It was now to the point can't... where I'm like, man, I just want to shut that fucking door and go to sleep. When my buddy, my buddy and his wife had their baby, her parents, his parents, nobody could even come in the room. Nobody could see the baby till they left. And when they left, they quarantined themselves at home for two weeks before anybody even came and saw the baby, just so the baby could build up antibodies from the mother. Man, I'll tell you, I'd, I'd... sucks. I've had, I've gone round and round and round with all of this because you know, back in the day, polio, mumps, measles, rubella, you know, people died from these just like we do the flu, yep. whooping cough and whatnot. And they came up with these vaccines that obviously have not eradicated because we do have resistant communities yeah who you know still still carry those that aren't vaccinated and get sick um there's a reason and you know this is the only reason that i controversially in my home got the the vaccine um i just did this two weeks ago so for me somebody who's well i'm by trade, a preschool teacher. And after the third release, our school, um, it was a third shutdown for that's insane positive COVID. Um, knowing that, you know, at the time, yay me, on the 21st, I am 15 months cigarette-free after 36 awesome. years. Thank you, son. I can't that's even... Awesome. It sounds weird. I like saying it just because it sounds weird. Yesterday was the first time I actually... Uh, my brother-in-law was at the house. I took a cigarette. I smelt him first, and then I touched it, and I pulled it out, and I smelt it, and then I put it in my fingers, and it was just like, it really seemed weird. That's the first you time. you haven't done it for over a year. The first time in a year, in you 15 smoked, months. And you smoked for... Since I was about eight or nine years old. 30-some years, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. That's insane. And I got up to about two and a half packs a day, and I had COPD. Um, I was... Uh, Borderline em emphysema. Okay. Um, 41 years old, I got diagnosed with that. They called it early onset emphysema. And so... So when COVID first came out, did it scare you? Because it... Ooh, yeah. It scared me and the fact that I had two children that were three and four. You get it. You're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I've just started to learn how to live my life. And um, recovery is an amazing thing. It is. It absolutely is. Fortunately, I... Uh, I was smart enough to stay away from all that bullshit like crack and coke and heroin and all that. I mean, God, that's really destroying our world. It is. It really is destroying our world. I feel so bad. You know, people say, oh, look at that meth hatter. Uh, look at that nodder. Look at that slumper. Yeah. And I look at him and I feel sorry for him. And so I think that their, that's why they're as sick as they are. They threw it's, their life away. Is because... There's people that feel sorry for them and right. just let them keep doing it. That's right. But I'll tell you what. There came a day when I turned around... Everything that I stood for and everything that was important to me was gone. I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who I was. Yep. Nothing. So what did I do? All those bricks that everybody had been throwing at me for years and years and years, I built a foundation with them. There you go. So I've got uh, several years looking at, what do we got, about six going on seven years sober. 
Yeah. Um, let's talk about that right yep. now. I got recovery here on the list. Yep. One thing that I find very cool about your recovery is that, I mean, we were quote unquote informed along the way. I mean, not entirely true. Yep. Some of the things we were told, but me and you have a matching tattoo. We do. We, they're fish going around the lotus flower and I didn't even think about this before I got the lotus flower. I just got a lotus flower because I thought lotus flower is really fucking cool. But lotus flower actually means like new life, new beginnings. That's right. Uh, recovery, healthy, all this stuff. And it's really cool that you have that on your arm now. And, and it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. Oh, lotus flowers are fucking gorgeous. And if you break it down, son, be you to flow. Yep. Be you. Be you. That's all you got to do is That's be right. you. That's right. And, you know, a lot of people have a problem with me because I'm real. And that seems to be a problem in this world because not only are people out of touch with things and desensitized to everything that really does matter, yep. people can't be real. They tell you what you need to hear. and I do believe that everybody should respect everybody, no matter what. Well, that's the problem. There is no respect. But it's that nobody, everybody thinks their opinion is the most important. And it sucks. And they want to be heard. Nobody, nobody wants to listen to the other guy talk. Yeah, That's yeah. Why I got this podcast so we can well, talk you know, to people like you. Well, I often am told, you know, you should be a motivational speaker and all you that. You should. But here's the thing. I agree with that, but I'm the type of woman who's empowering. I'm not the type of woman who will say, look at that bitch's pants. That's 10 pounds of shit in a five pound sack. You know, I'm not that type of woman. I am the type of woman that will look at that person and be like, I love her hair. Yep. Wow, look at her. Look at her teeth. You try to see the good... That woman takes really good care of her you teeth. You try to see the good in everyone. Right. So do I. Right. That is exactly how but I am. But the person standing next to him ain't brush her teeth and has got, you know, like meth mouth. I'm not going to look at them and say, follow this one's example. I might think that. Yeah. But that's where the respect comes in. You base everybody off of what they are. Right. If not, it's not kind, then you don't need to don't say it. Don't categorize people. If it's not beneficial, why bother? Categorizing people sucks. Right. You know, and I got a lot of that, that bullshit, the BLM and all that going on, you know, race stuff going on in Rochester, Minnesota. There's a lot of it. It, it really is. And um, I got a, a nice house right in the middle of town, kind of off of Broadway. So we see a lot. We hear a lot. Um, a lot of times my entertainment is uh, taking care of my house and listening to the police scanner. Yeah. It's never quiet. I remember you did that growing up. You yeah. had a police scanner growing up. You always listened to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, for me, it'd be kind of fun. I think. Yeah, it's all right. I I mean, I hear some crazy shit, and then I always get on and I check the news, and sure enough, the story that I was listening happened live action, drones and all, is on the news the next day. So I find out once they did take him to the hospital if they lived or died, or you're just following. It's just a weird way of being nosy. Kind, well, not really nosy. Being informed of what's really going on in your community. Yep. I have a nice life there. Um, I practice sobriety. Yep. Um, I I don't go to AA and I don't do all that. In fact, I was a sponsor myself. I was. I'm more motivating. You know, motivational. I do things just to test myself. Yep. Just to see if I can do it, because I don't give myself enough credit. Like you're talking about the cigarettes. You pull it out of the pack, held it in your hand. You could have lit it up any time. First time it. in 15 months, and you know, putting it in between my fingers. That was the weirdest thing. But it it's was, empowering when you put it down, isn't man, it? Man, I just, I like... Feels good. Because huh. to me, I would have to compare that to a crack addiction. 
I bet, yeah. I don't want to take nothing away from no crackhead here, but... but yeah, you did that for how many fucking years? Man, and then, I... That's awesome. I can remember, like, spending my last $14 on a pack of cigarettes yep. when I knew I needed gas in my car. That's insane. It's just... Wow. I bet you're saving money now. They're fucking... Cigarettes are expensive. Yeah, yeah, and I guess they're going to go up double digits in the state of Minnesota. Really? But, you know... All we can do is hope that they legalize uh, marijuana. Yep. And then we'll bitch about what we pay for a pack of joints. That's right. It's <laughs> yeah. 20 to 30% tax on each. The way product. I look at everything, you know, I think everything across the board, legalize it, regulate it, tax it. That would solve so many problems. This set of people getting their hands on something that they don't know what it is. Yeah. You we get... have a lot of fentanyl and stuff going on. People are putting I had a friend. I had I had a I had a friend, and his brother died from a fentanyl overdose. That's so horrible. I hear. I'll tell you it's this. It's insane. On the scanner, um, I hear at least four to five times a week. Yeah. Narcan just, administered. Just just enough to see in your hand is enough to kill you. Narcan administered. Narcan it's, administered. It's, and when, you don't... when they they'll say, no shock. That's when you know that that person just died of a drug overdose. It's you. You get this guy. We'll go back to meth. You know, you buy meth, and you think you're getting meth. You think you're smoking meth, and it's really laced with fentanyl, or it's laced with this or that, or someone that does cocaine. There's a bunch of comedians that just did a bunch of cocaine. Three of them died. One of them's in the critical care unit. I think she's gonna live and recover though. But it was laced with fentanyl, and you don't know what you're getting. Now, say if you had something that was regulated, where you had to walk into a shop, say, I want this. It was made, you know, in a factory, you know, somewhere off the coast or whatever, that you get a certain amount for a certain price. You have to scan your ID, and you can't buy it again for the next how many days? To, like, a Sudafed shit. Yeah, or yeah, you have to, There, you can't, you can have, you know, a half gram every 14 days or whatever. You know, just some, some amount, they'll regulate it however they want. Mm-hmm. That would save so many lives. Even with meth heads, even with heroin addicts, it would just it would save so many lives because one, it's regulated, like they know what they're getting, they know what they're putting into their body. Mm-hmm. And two, like taxes, you could tax the fuck out of it. And And personally, they're in their own prison. Exactly. They're in their own fucking prison. It's either um death jail or institutions and it really is true i'm not preaching an aa book here i'm one of the most real motherfuckers you'd ever meet i'm telling you i've got skull fractures i've had broken bones i've had men it's insane break bones and it's all because of drinking none of these things would have happened had i not been drinking but you know i can go to hundreds between here and minnesota of liquor stores you live two blocks from one yeah yeah and you know what? I've damn near killed people drinking. Yeah. Damn near. But I guarantee you, when I sit down and I partake in my 420, and nobody going to get me behind the wheel. I ain't nope. going to get out of my chair. Just chill. I might even ask one of the kids, hey, can you grab me one of those? You know, it's because I don't relax very often. No. Nope. You know? When you do, you do. You know, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I just... <sighs> You're very high strung. I am. I am. Uh, they make meds for that too, but I um, I'm one of those kids that was ADHD, OCD type shit growing yep. up, and I learned how to adjust without medication. 
I You grew up in the time where it wasn't real. People were in denial. It was it wasn't real. It was just Well and part of that that now... kid that kid's you know, hyperactive. That kid Yeah, yeah. That kid is it's got he's got a lot of energy. That's yeah. how it is. When no, he has ADHD and he needs help. Right. And like my generation learned how to cope. Yep. And now well, my, my generation brothers, my brother my younger brothers generation didn't and i have family members that have been medicated and okay so they went from being full of life and can't stop touching everything to sitting on the couch not eating and not even enjoying their life like zombie yep would i put my child on something um i guess that would have to be determined for the specific child i do recall when you were in kindergarten and first grade the teacher wanted me to have you tested for adhd i remember that i had you tested in three different hospitals all Negative. were found to be absolutely unfounded and said it was more of a structure and routine a set bedtime a set schedule for eating what i did because i had the daycare kids i had babies and toddlers and then i had used older school kids so what i did is i started feeding you older kids and then sending you to school and then the babies and the younger kids because you were always super responsible. You wanted to help with the babies. Yeah. You wanted to help, and you wouldn't get ready for school. And then you would be really helpful. In fact, we had a, a bunch of your friends and stuff who you kids actually taught them how to cross the road and walk to school themselves. Your buddy in your class, yeah. um, you know, and a couple other kids used to actually come to our house to walk with you guys you know, safety in numbers. But you also were teaching them, too, that independence of walking to school on their own. So you always were very responsible and high-strung like that. So I remember... I'm still like that sometimes, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, you are. You're really sensitive to your environment. You know, like, you feed off the environment. Yep. And and that's me, too. I, I'm, I'm a lot like that, too. Um, I kind of fall into whatever personality's going on in the room. If it's negative, if kind of a negative energy, I'll say something stupid just to kind of change that. Yeah. Like, you're, uh, you go with the flow. I'm, you know. Go with the flow. I'm keep it moving. They yep. call me Kim for short. Keep so, it moving. That's right. That's, it's even on my be resume. A good That'd be a good tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the one I want to get really bad. Let's hey, yeah, let's move on to tattoos right now. You yeah. and I and you know the boys, all my boys and stuff. I want to get it on the side of my foot. United we stand. Yep. But I got a couple boys that won't do it. We got to be united before we can get a tattoo saying we're united. There you go. Thank you very much. Ba bum bum. I'm one of the ones that I'm not against it. No, I know you. But do. I'm not 100 percent for it. Yeah, yeah. How many tattoos do you got right now? Uh. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Nine. I have like, yeah, yeah, ten. I got one. It's not done yet. You know, I'm not one of those people. No, I got like ten. I was going to get a big chess piece done, but after realizing it was going to be $1,200 for, my, a lot of for my outline and stuff, it would have been worth it. But I, I was a tattoo artist myself. I'm not going to spend $1,200 to have somebody else put my design on me, you know. But having tattoo guns myself for years and doing them. Did you ever put ink on another person? Absolutely. When? Um, mainly in high school. Okay. 15, 16, 17. But then your dad, when we got married. In fact, your dad's got one on his arm of, like, the Tasmanian devil. 
Yep. I think he was 16 and I was like 17. And then You we, did that for yeah, him? Yeah, we just sat there and poke, poke, poke. If you look at it really close, though, I was really learning about how deep you can go, scar tissue and all that. Yep. I figure, you know, the ex-husband was a good guinea pig. But he's got a little bit of scar tissue here and there. But the best place to tattoo or for a starter tattoo would be on your bicep on the outside. Right Upper there. arm here, yep. Yep, right there. I got four tattoos. Five if you include this where I stabbed myself with an ink quill. Oh, but you guys, you, yours, you and your all wife mine, are all professional. Mine have, all mine have meaning. Like, all mine, I'm not saying yours don't. No, a lot of mine don't. But. A lot of mine are just, hey, look what I can do. Yep. You which know. one, which one was your first one? My first professional was a cover. I used to have one here. Um, It was a heart with, like, tail and wings and horns and a halo is like some kind of good <laughs> and evil <laughs> like whatever so no now it's uh it's a cartoon looking hummingbird <laughs> there you go but you know i'm more into the realism realistic yep. i'd like to get an ocean starting at my foot and going all the way up wrapping around that'd be dope into like a mermaid you know and like one of my breasties is the mermaid's breastie and you know like a 3D kind of thing. Yep. But I should have stayed in school and maybe went to college and got a better education because in your guys' day and age... You could be making money. Seriously. Big time. Big bank. Big time. But what I did, being a foster kid, I decided I wanted to, you know, get married and have a family. And so I traded my life of money... For family. For wanting, having a husband and having... Oh, when you were born, I'll tell you what, Jake. When you were born, that's when I realized just how much I loved your dad. Yep. I realized what it was like to be in love, and oh my gosh, just feeling that. And then thinking I was, it was you were gonna be a girl. Yeah, you thought I was gonna be a girl. So Both you ultrasounds, were... but the wall was painted pink. And that's funny. Like she has a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud to hand you to your dad. Yep. Your dad's long ponytail. And I just remember looking up at him and thinking, I am so in love with this man. Yep. Look what I have for you. And that's... That's you have, awesome. You're a junior. That's awesome. Um, For the last little, I don't know, five, ten minutes, we're going to talk about grave appreciation. That something that I saw it on Kobe's Facebook, that you found your grandpa's grave and you cleaned it up wasn't kept up kept or whatever any Not at all. nothing at all for the last 20 some years um and you've been doing this for how long have you been doing this grave stuff um well it started because i was watching on youtube there's this gentleman who goes around to all these like really cool graveyards and stuff and as a child i was always deathly afraid of graveyards but my dad would have me go get night crawlers think about that hindsight on that my dad would have my brother and I go get night crawlers. The greatest place was the graveyard. We would score five-gallon bucket, you know, catfish. Those worms probably ate people. Um, yeah, they probably came out of the brains of, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, damn. yeah. Um, this worm smells like formaldehyde. <laughs> good grief. Or Old Spice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so... When I was little, I, when we'd go past a graveyard, I'd hold my breath. Yep. Because I was afraid that somehow the spirit was going to en enter my body. I was really, really like, 
a paranoid child. Um, so I was always afraid of graveyards. I always seem to notice them, and I, you know, I always see them on the side of the road. And they, as I've gotten older, I've become more in tuned and, and more in touch with death and um, the nature of it. Um, you know, having older children and younger children, I'm kind of in the middle of, okay, I stopped smoking. I want to live for another 112 years type thing. Um, I want to see my daughter graduate and I, I want to see her get married. You know, I know that my children are set. I have you, you are the oldest, yep. you are very responsible. And I know that if something were to happen, you and your wife, you guys have got it. You could figure this out. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to do preventive measures beforehand. And so I thought to myself, will anybody visit me when I'm gone? Will anybody even notice once I'm gone after that six weeks of sadness of not hearing my jokes or my loud voice or, you know, whatever? Yep. And so I thought about somebody who was really, really important to me. And um, my, my parents got divorced when I was seven. And um, at eight years old, my dad got remarried, and um, my stepmother's dad, um, my grandpa Don, was the first and only real grandpa I knew, and what a cool guy. Yeah. Um, Is that he, Scout's middle name? Is yes, after my him? son Scout. I named you after dad, the greatest obviously. man I've ever known, which was your dad. Yeah. And then I named um, Kobe, Kobe Raymond, after the first greatest man, my dad's Larry Raymond, and then um, Scout. I named him Scout Donald because my grandpa was Donald Michael Hartman. Um, when I was pregnant with you, Jake, you would have been his first great-grandchild. He died before I was born, wasn't he? He died February 8th, yep. and you were born March 3rd. And I remember standing there at the graveyard, and everybody was standing there, and I just backed up. And I backed up because I just didn't know how to handle it. Of course, you know, I have this big baby, and I was so excited for my grandpa to see his first great-grandson. And then he died, and I had to realize, wait a minute. How did he die? Uh, emphysema. Okay. Emphysema. So they're right there. Absolutely. Fucking... I watched him die for 12, 12 to 13 years the whole time I knew him. He was on air tubes. Whenever we'd go for Christmas or any holiday, there was... Fucking oxygen tank. Like fish wipe. Like, you know, the, the, yep. the tubing, air tubing for a fish aquarium. It was everywhere. You had to watch for it so you didn't trip on it. I mean, and, and I guess I didn't realize the gravity of it. Yeah. That he's dying. As I watch him smoke a cigarette, he's dying. But yet, oh, I'm going to be just like him someday. I'm going to smoke cigarettes and I'm going to drink cocktails and yep. I'm going to hang out with the most All right, lads. so it's grave appreciation. What do you, when, when I say that, it's not like you're, what are you doing when you do it? What I did is I started... With my grandfather. Cause because I call it grave decorating, and you're like, it's more of a grave appreciation. It's appreciating it, because when I, I, it took me two days to find it, and all of a sudden I just had this gravitational pull. It kept pulling me off to the right and forward. And now I'm not clairvoyant, but I do have some sort of weird sense, because as I'm walking through, I look to the left, nothing. I look to the right, and boom, there it was. Yep. I thought, whoa, I got goosebumps. I was like, oh my gosh, there's my grandpa. And now remember, this was 24 years ago. So this was a big hole with a cement box. Yep. And it was very different. And I was able to appreciate it. Only after I spent an hour and a half cleaning it. I cut about four inches of soil all around um, with a buck knife that I had. Um, 
I made it look nice. I, I cleaned it the best I could. I um, had gotten some flowers and my, my grandpa um, was in the Navy and he was in the Korean War. And so I got red, white, and blue flowers. I wanted to get purple for the Navy, but um, the one thing that I've started doing, like when I do these graves and I do these things. So is this like a hobby for you now? Not a hobby. It's an appreciation, period. Appreciation. Um, before I leave, um, I want to be able, I want to know that people are going to come see me. People are going to sit there and do what I do. Yep. Um, my hubby's parents so, are in a cemetery and we go see them two, three times a year. And I've been making flower arrangements for them. And that's what started it. So are you doing this more so as a thing to build up good karma? So no, I think you, my karma is pretty good at this point. You, it's about people who were important to me. Okay. And um, with a life of trauma that I've had, it's time for me to start remembering good things. Because if I lived in my head, I'd be drunk. Yep. So drinking for me was to, to forget. And I spent many, many years trying to forget. So now I'm trying to remember all the good so I can take that with me. And in the meantime, I suppose it would bring me a little karma, good karma too. But uh, it's it's my time to remember where I came from. Yep. Because I've lost myself over the last 25 years. Um, being sober has been a blessing, but being a drunk was also. Because for that couple years that I was what I would call a drunk, I can tell you now, sure, I, I've battled alcoholism and yeah, I've done my alcoholic stuff, but I can also say I'm not a drunk. And those days that I said, you know, fuck, I'm just a drunk. Those are the days that I wish I could just void, edit, and carry on forward. Yep. But why? It's who I am. You learned from it. It's made me this person I am made you who you are you know you grow up you grow up in Menominee with the nickname Rambo man you yep. you tend to be a tough girl but here's the thing I spent so much of my life being the tough girl you had no time to be you myself yeah and I happen to kind of like myself so I don't have a lot of shame I don't have uh or a lot of like in the sense of don't give a fuck and witty and witty and quick and just I yeah. I say some things that are... I think you might be a little bit worse than me, but, you know, they say you yeah. have your children and you make them stronger, smarter, and better. Yep. Nice. You're going to end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, we're almost close to hitting our cap here, so I think we'll end on that. So. All right. Y'all want to hear from me again, just let me know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into the risky in the dark, you know, yeah. red light shit. Be, be yourself. Be beautiful. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll talk at you later. Peace out. Bye.